This is T. And this is Kel. And we are... Dropping the Dime... On True Crime. A True Crime Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Dropping the Dime on True Crime. I hope you had a fabulous Christmas. Yes, welcome back. So, Tony, so what... What did you get for Christmas this year? I got a, well, I got a bunch of goodies, definitely. Um, I got some true crime stuff. Ooh, that tell was, me. It was super cool. Well, my friend Debbie, who I work with, she, she got me this calendar. This was one of the things, and it was a serial killer calendar. I think she got it on Etsy. Cool. So every month features a different serial killer, and it was super cool, but the delivery was the best part because it came in an evidence bag. Ooh. And along with that, there's some bookmarks in there. Well, actually, there is um, a business card for, and these are all true crime related, for, um, and I know I'm going to slaughter this French name, but if you're a fan of any of the Agatha Christie novels, you'll know this character, Hercule Poirot, private detective. So it came with like a business card for him. And it came with um, like, a li- like a library card that would go into a book. For the Dairy Public Library, you know, from the oh Stephen yes, King. from the It yeah. movie, yeah, cool. And it came with a Warden's um, Hardware Store receipt for Ed Gein. Ooh, it, yes. So, <laughs> fun fact about oh, Ed. Fun fact with Ed Gein. I gotta hear this. <laughs> okay, fun fact about Ed Gein. I don't know if I should even admit to this, but so where I grew up in Wisconsin, Elmond, Wisconsin was right next to the town of Plainfield, Wisconsin, where Ed Gein was from. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so you have serial killer (laughs) connections. No, not really. I know, I know. Not really, but... I mean, but you did grow up near him? Or, I mean, near his house? Well, different times. Like I Right, right. Yeah, much older. But yeah, yeah, definitely. So we'll have to do another episode and we'll have to delve into Ed Gein more into the story. And then we can kind of get into like my childhood and all that kind of stuff. Just, you know, not that there's any relation, but we did, you know, the towns were close. So, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yes, absolutely. All right. So do you want to get into this week's crime? Let's dig in, Kelly. All right. So today's crime is going to be about Jen Shaw. Ooh, girl, I know who that you is. You know who she is? Okay. So I you... don't know all the juicy details, but I know who she is. So you've probably heard of her from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes. So, Tony, are you a Real Housewives fan? Oh, yeah. Okay. So... Now, since we've been doing our podcast... And I've been super busy at work. I haven't had as much time as I'd like to watch it, like any of the franchises recently. But I am a fan. Sorry. Well, I'm surprised I didn't know that about you because we've been friends for a while now. (laughs) And we seem to have so much in common. Yes. You know, which, (laughs) you know, I'm so glad that, you know, we started this because, you know, I don't have any other friends that, you know, we have this in common with. Right. So I'm just, um, but anyway, so I'm obsessed with The Real Housewives and my favorite. See, I didn't know that about you either. Kelly, what? Well, it's not the kind of thing that you just talk about with people because some people hate it. (laughs) Some people are so judgy. They look yeah, at like, you like, what you the hell? Listen to the real housewives. Yeah, like, what's your IQ? 12? Like, shut up. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And I make my husband watch it too, which if he's listening. Oh, Brian won't. Yeah. Brian won't. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll strike that. We'll let just me he tell you because... what Brian, I have to add this and I'm going to admit 
one of the words, but <laughs> I'll tell you what Brian calls them, the real C's of Seaville. Oh. You can fill the C's in. Because he would hear them, he would hear the shows playing, like he, like, like he would be like picking his guitar or something. I'm watching him, and he's like, "What the fuck? What? <laughs> what are the? Are you? Are these people crazy?" I'm like, "Well, kind of." Yeah, Aaron will. He won't really watch it, but he'll sit there, you know, while I'm watching it. And yeah. he's, I'm like, "This is real TV. This is entertainment." He's like, "No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> this is all fake." I'm like, "Whatever." But anyway, so the. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and the Real Housewives are of Orange County are the ones that I watch. Those are my favorites. Yeah. Well, you know, Orange County was the OG. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Although, I have to say, I haven't really watched it in the last couple of years because they've gotten rid of some of the people that I really liked. So, yeah. um, But the Beverly Hill, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is one I always listen to. But anyway, during COVID, I started watching the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Have you ever watched Salt Lake City? I have only watched a few episodes. Well, I didn't think that I would like it. I'm like, really? Housewives of Salt Lake City? How can you make that entertaining? But um, so I, according to the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City overview, this one is obviously it's based in Salt Lake City, Utah, but it was, it revolves around religion, status, and perfection praised to the highest degree, which is no freaking joke. Um, I had no idea the extent of the lavish lifestyles of these women of Salt Lake City. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding you. This is like more lavish than the Beverly Hills. No way. Yes. That's why I was like, when I started watching it, is it better than, is it Villa Rosa? Yeah. Villa Rosa. Wait a minute. Is Villa Rosa, um, that's, um, um, it's um, my, Brian loves her. Brian thinks oh, she's yeah. hot as hell. What is her name? I can't think of. I know who you're talking about. Yes. But she's not on there anymore on the Orange County one. No, no, that was Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah. Beverly Hills. It was Lisa. Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, Lisa Vanderpump. But Brian, she's not on there anymore. No, Brian thinks Lisa is sexy as hell. He loves her. He's that. If if he would be watching, he'd be like, ooh. Okay, well, her. you know how lavish she was? Yes. But I think her lavish is kind of like old style like it's not like i think she has good taste okay but these housewives are like super i mean i'm just you gotta watch it because i'm going to they are just i'm gonna start what i'm gonna watch from the beginning yeah so i mean it's crazy i that's why i kept watching i'm like this is insane where do these people get their money from um but and then jen shaw was the flashiest. And this was before I had any idea of her fraud case or, you know, didn't know anything what she did. But I remember thinking, man, this girl has a lot of freaking money. Where does she get it from? You know? Um, but, you know, the fraud associated with these housewives, I mean, we've we've seen uh, Erica Girardi, which I know it's not really her, yeah. but her husband. Yeah. Teresa Judice. I mean, her and her husband went to jail. Todd Juicy and Julie, Joe. yeah, Todd and Julie Chrisley, they're not housewives, but they're reality and they're going yeah, to jail for yeah. fraud. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so Jen Shaw, she's 49 years old of Salt Lake City. She grew up in the Mormon church and graduated from the University of Utah. She married Sharif Shaw in 1994 and had two sons. Now, Jen's husband, Sharif, was a college football player, and he was a lawyer. I'm Googling him now as you're talking. Oh, yeah. He's a very nice-looking man. Um, And he's currently a football coach with the University of Utah. So 
you know, I always thought watching it that, oh, yeah, her husband probably just made a ton of money, um, you know, working as a football coach, which I don't know. Do you know how much money football coaches make? Well, uh, uh, college football co- coaches. I mean, I guess, look, if you are, you know, the coach of what, Alabama, you know, who happens, is it Alabama who happens to be from, he is actually Nick Saban's from West Virginia. Is that Alabama they coaches for? Yeah, it is. But. I mean, you're probably pulling in some dough. Yeah, they can make in the millions. Like the head coaches, we're talking millions of dollars. So that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's the money's from him, right? Well, okay, so when I looked him up, it looks like he probably makes more like in the four hundred to five hundred thousand dollar range, right? Still nothing to sneeze at. No, (laughs) not too shabby. But if you watch her and the rest of the housewives. Right, that's not going to go far. It's not $400,000 a year. Right, it's not going to go far. No. That is not going to go far with their lifestyle. No, she wears designer clothes, has an amazing home, not one home, but a couple homes. Uh, chalet is one of them. And her parties are off the chart. And you know, these housewives, they throw these parties and I'm pretty sure they have to pay for them. Like, I don't think the... Um, the housewives, the, the pays. Bravo, Bravo does, yeah, don't, yeah, I don't know I've that they've wondered for about all that. that. I've often wondered about that. I'm sure they chip in something like for those vacations they do, probably, but I've often wondered how much, but they're probably they have not shelling out money for Louis Vuitton trinkets for dinner parties, right? Exactly, and that's the kind of dinner parties these people have. Yeah, you come to my house, first of all, there won't be a dinner party. <laughs> I'll, I'll maybe have some pizza, and hey. the only trinket you'll get is um, a napkin. You gave out Yeti mugs or Yeti? I did for one year. That was pretty I awesome. Did. That was pretty good. Yeah. So <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. But so Jen in particular was very over the top, and not only was she just flashy with her money, but she was always like the feistiest. She was always getting into fights. With the other housewives. You know how every housewife franchise has, like, one that's always getting into fights, yes. right? So, now there's one fight that I can remember in particular <laughs> with another one of the ladies who is Mary Cosby. I've heard uh, of her. Okay. And <laughs> one of the fights that they got into. So, Mary basically said Jen smelled like a hospital. So, she couldn't go to her party. Like, it was a whole... Multiple episodes over. So Mary Cosby said, "Jen, you smell, smell like a hospital." Sorry, well, you're didn't not invited say to my it party. To her face. Oh, she said she told it to the other people. She told it to the other people, and then like, oh, I just can't sit on this. You know, I gotta tell you, she said you smell like hospital. But you know, she, <laughs> she's like, I can't sit on this. I have to stir the pot. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, but she, look. Her aunt or her relative was passing away in the hospital, you know, so that was her reason. For you know, smelling she, like a hospital. Exactly. So yeah. it's a pretty fucking bitch thing to say, right? Yes. Well, Jen didn't leave it at that. So oh, what do you God. think Jen does? Oh, so, it's hard to tell. So she calls Mary a grandpa fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Is Mary's husband old? Oh, he's not? Wait a it's minute. It's her grandfather. She married her grandfather. Oh, wait a minute. Her step-grandfather, so right? she is a grandfather. Yes. So she literally fucks her grandfather. So, so, it was so like Jen told no lies. You are a grandpa fucker. Okay. But that's the kind of stuff these women are, like, yes. fighting about. I mean, it's it's fun to watch. Look, you know, I'm not embarrassed Let that I watched this. Let me ask you this. this but... is, is Jen, like, 
like the bad, the quote unquote bad guy on the show. You know, there's always like, yes. Okay. She's the one that's always throwing shit and, you know, doing that kind of yeah. stuff. So, you know, or she's uh, the badass. I'm sure if she's a subject of one of our podcasts, there has to be a crime involved. Oh, yeah. So, it's, are people going to be yeah. laughing that she. They're just not going to be surprised. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I'll quit interrupting you, Miss Kelly. No, no, don't worry <laughs> about it. So, she obviously had money and it wasn't coming from Sharif. So in the early episodes and on Bravo.com, you can find info from Jen stating that she owned three businesses, Mm -hmm. JXA Fashion. JXA Fashion. Yes. JXA. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Fashion. Shaw Beauty, like her name, and then Shaw Lashes. But, you know, I always wonder what she did to make so much money and have such a lavish lavish lifestyle. You gotta be peddling a lot of damn eyelashes. Right. Well, and it just, it was weird because this was before I knew that this was fraud. But she was very elusive about what she did. And I actually found a quote on distractify.com where Jen was quoted as saying, I'm like the Wizard of Oz. The person behind the curtain nobody sees. But nobody knows how things are working. So that's kind of how she described Ooh, wait a herself. Minute. That kind of sounds like fraud right there. Yeah, nobody think? knows how things yeah. are working. Well, yeah, because she would talk about her business, what she did, but nobody understood. Like, I don't even think her friends understood what she did. I, I Googled JXA Fashion. It looked like a someplace in a strip mall, maybe. I don't know. It said it's in Cottonwood Heights, Utah, clothing store. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. So, and maybe that, and I'm sure these businesses, they were real businesses, but she probably wasn't making any money on them. I mean, but you never know. Um, but she also bragged about being a nerd. You know, she was a college graduate. Yeah. Um, she's very good with numbers and spreadsheets. So she talked about that, like how smart she was. Right. So in 2021, Jen was arrested along with her assistant, Stuart Smith, for running a telemarketing scam. Oh. Now, when Jen was first Wait, arrested... Wait, were there African princes involved in this telemarketing scheme? No. no okay. <laughs> what do you mean? You know the joke about the African princes? Like an African prince? Or, I'm sorry, like a Nigerian prince? Like, there are these scams that go around. People get emails, and they're supposedly from an, a Nigerian prince. Like, oh, oh, really? You've never heard of that, Kelly. Really? No! You're going to have to Google it afterwards. Is it like a current scam? that? Oh, I think it's been ongoing. I mean, it's, oh, okay. it may be I not as prevalent. I never answer the phone unless it's somebody that I know. So if someone's trying to scam me, they're not yeah. getting it from me. Well, so. it, the scam is they'll say something like, um, I'm an African prince. Um, I will, I'm going to send you a check for $500,000, but it's going to take like, and, and, and guys, don't, don't um, kill me over this because I'm sure I'm not, I, I don't know all the details of the scam, but they'll basically tell them, oh, send me a money order first and then, you know, until I can get to my inheritance. And so people oh. people fall for it and do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, people fall for stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we're going to hear about this fraud case, too. I mean, it's crazy. Um, but so throughout the show... Um, they showed her arrest on, on one of the episodes, like, cause she was supposed to be going to some kind of party or something yeah. like that. And then she couldn't go cause she was, the FBI was arresting her. And so then they talked about that on the, 
on one of the episodes. Yeah. Um, but Jen kept denying it. She kept saying, no, I'm going to fight this. You're going to see I'm innocent. And so yeah. all of her other, all the other housewives were like, yeah, we, we, we stand by Jen. Yeah. We stand by yeah. Jen. Yeah, she couldn't have done this. But the indictment states that Shaw and her first assistant, Stuart Smith, and she mentioned her first assistant all the time on the show, yeah. too. Of course, nobody knew what they did. Right. Um, and others carried out a wide-ranging telemarketing scheme that defrauded hundreds of victims throughout the U.S., many of whom were over 55. So Aww. that's pretty much where they were Shame targeting it. Yes. Yeah. By selling the victims so-called business services in connection with the perpetrated online business. And that's what the indictment said. So they did this by trafficking in leads, which were considered to be the victims in the case. So when I talk about leads or victims, that's what the leads right. and the victims are right. the same. So some of these victims had already made an initial investment to create an online business with other participants in the scheme. Because there was many participants that knew about this that were, you know, involved yeah. in this fraud. And they also provided assistance in fighting these victims or these leads when they wanted a refund request. So all of these schemers that were involved, they all knew what to do when, when, someone when somebody wanted... was wanting their money back. Gotcha. So, it, yeah, it's it's terrible. So, basically, it was a ring of fraud involving many different schemers and also in many different states. So, even though this took place in a lot of different states, the Southern District of New York was the one taking the lead in the, vest, in the investigation that involved the FBI, the New York Police Department, and then the New York Homeland Security Investigations. And the Southern District of New York is the where the indictment was. So Jen and Stewart generated these leads or victims and sold them to other participants with the knowledge that the leads or these victims would be defrauded by the other participants. So they gotcha, because they're kind of like, hmm, I think these are easy targets. Or, right. Yeah. So they're selling the leads knowing that there's nothing that the victims are going to gain. They're just yeah. going to be basically giving them their money. So in both Jen and Stuart received a profit share of the fraudulent revenue that they got from these participants. And apparently there was an agreement with these participants, not, not the leads or the victims, mm -hmm. but with the other participants that in basically the, were in on this yes. pyramid or fraud scheme. So Jen and Stuart controlled who could buy these leads and then who could also pass them along. So what were they selling, you ask? Nothing. And that's where um, that's where the fraud comes in because, you know, it's basically a pyramid scheme where they're going in and, you know, getting more people involved, getting more leads, getting more people to put their money in with the promise that they're going to get something in return, but they never get anything. Do you have so any idea basically, what story they were telling them? Well, they were basically just um, selling the leads to these victims and they were investing, you know, investing money in it. And they were promising that they were going to, you know, make money on these. Online. Oh, it was like an investment scheme. Well, not. No, be, it wasn't an investing in scheme. They were 
it's very hard to follow the indictment because they don't give like they give the specifics, but since yeah. they weren't actually selling anything, right? It, there's nothing in writing that says, "Hey, you're going to get, you know, this is what you're going to get from it," because it was such an apparent pyramid scheme. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're basically selling nothing. They're they're selling leads, but with nothing to gain from them. So right. and then once the um, these victims found out that they weren't going to get anything in return. They'd already given their money up. Right. And a lot of them were 55 and older. And so these uh, some of these people that they sold it to saying that they could start their own online business didn't even have computers. Really? Yeah. So it was just a total scam. Um, so basically just a, a pyramid scheme with the participants knowing that the leads or victims would never actually earn any of their promised ret return or investment back. Right. So, you know... Basically, they were just lying to them and um, getting them to give up their money. So Jen and Stewart incorporated their business entities using third-party names and also instructed their participants to do the same. They encouraged them to use encrypted messaging applications and sent proceeds to offshore bank accounts in Kosovo and were paid in cash on a credit card. So those things also were... Um, pretty strong in the evidence against all of these participants, mainly Jen yeah. and Stuart and all the others. So that was really the evidence that they had was that they were basically getting paid in cash. They were laundering money. They were getting money from people, defrauding people out of their money, but not providing anything in return. So basically a pyramid scheme. They were charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with the telemarketing scheme and conspiracy to commit money laundering. So Stewart actually pleaded guilty initially because of all the evidence. And then Jen didn't plead guilty until to oh, just a week before her trial, which was July 11th, 2022. Now, Stewart, who was her assistant, um, since he pleaded guilty right away, um, he was planning on testifying against her. So she was getting ready to go to trial and was, you know, she wasn't giving right. up the fact that, you know, she was guilty. But there, all the evidence against her, the jury, I mean, there was what was going to be her defense. There's yeah. all this evidence. Right. You know what I mean? So the only thing I could think of is, okay, is she going to plead that she didn't know that it was fraud, that a pyramid scheme is not fraud? Right. Well, you know, those charges. That, like these financial promises that, you know, are not going to come through that she's probably, right. you know. But the charges were conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with the telemarketing scheme and conspiracy to commit money laundering. So... The proof there is, you know, she had these offshore bank accounts in Kosovo and she was getting paid in cash. Oh, wow. So, you know, they had some pretty strong evidence. And pretty much everybody was going to testify against her. Right. So it's kind of like that college admission scandal. Remember, oh, yeah. like a few of them were like wanting to go to trial. But then at the end, they had to plead guilty because there was so much evidence. Yeah. You know, they were going to yeah. go to jail regardless. Right. So, um, so when Jen pleaded guilty to the charges, she agreed not to appeal the sentencing as long as she gets 168 months or fewer. Now, since it's a federal crime, you're not entitled to parole. So in Shaw's guilty pleading, the judge asked Shaw what she did wrong. And she stated wire fraud, offering services with little to no value, 
We used interstate telephones and emails, and I knew many of the purchasers were over the age of 55. I'm sorry. What is the reason they bought, asked the judge, misrepresentations regarding the value of the product or service of which it had little to none. So basically, she admitted they were selling nothing. Well, I just Googled that. Not Googled. I'm so sorry. My calculator. Oh, 14 years. (laughs) Yeah, 14 years. Wow. I mean, that's still a long time. Oh, yeah. And then the judge also asked Jen, did you know it was wrong and illegal? And she said yes. So she knew. She knew. Yes, yeah, she knew. She knew. Oh, girl knew. <laughs> she knew. And I think in these fraud cases, sometimes people want to act, you know, like stupid. But you can't, you can act stupid, but it's not a defense. Right. So you can be stupid and still be guilty. You can use it as your defense, but it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you didn't know. Okay, well, it's against the law, so you're going to fucking jail. Yeah. Right. So the sentencing has been pushed back until January 6th of 2023, which is coming up next Coming up. Yep. Yeah. So the prosecution is recommending 10 years and the defense is requesting three years. And she also has to pay $6.5 million in forfeiture and restitution of $9 million. So how much in forfeiture? Six point five. I was going million. to divide it by his four hundred fifty thousand dollars salary in so many years oh. it would take. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh no, she oh, she's paying this money. Hard. Like she, I'm sure she's got to give it up now. So um, yeah, but she can't just like what's she going to pull it out of her ass? I mean, she's going to have to make payment plans. I'm sure. I well, I mean, it's either that or go to jail. Like when Lori Laughlin, remember when she got sentenced, she had to pay that. Well, whatever but, it was. But like, you know who her husband is, right? Oh, yeah. He's that Mossimo from Target. Oh, I know. They've got money. So they've got money to do it. Whereas I feel like, you know, what what you said about Jen Shaw, like the She's Wizard of Oz, stupid. it's all mirrors and show. She's probably got money in Kosovo. More money <laughs> hid, right. Yeah, not just Kosovo, like all <laughs> over the place. Here's what she's telling the government. Hey, turn around. Don't look while I go get my money and I'll be right back. Yeah, let just me. Don't look. Don't don't see where I, hide, exactly. where where I hid this. So there was also a lot of others that were sentenced in this case. And they were considered to be the tier one, which means that they have less culpability than those in the tier A, which is the group that Jen and Stuart are in. And Jen is considered to be the mastermind because, you know, she's yeah. the, like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. She's really smart. So Chad Allen was one of the um, people that was sentenced, and he was sentenced to four years. Prosecutors asked for five years, and his defense asked for a year and a day, and he got four years, right? So he had to pay $2 million. So Arash Kitabrichi, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Sounds good to me. Um, received seven years, and Christopher Wilson and Carl Morris received 6.5 years, and Ryan Holt received five years. Hmm. So here's what I'm thinking. That's so a lot of time when you add all that up. Okay. So the, the most anyone got was seven years. So Jen is asking for three years and she's the mastermind. She's out of her freaking mind if she thinks she's getting three years. Right. So if the prosecution is re- recommending 10 years and the defense is requesting three I think she's getting 10 years or more. I would think so. The judge, I mean, because she agreed not to. If those other people got five and seven or whatever it was. Right, and she's I mean, the mastermind. Because, yeah. she, okay, she's paying $9 million and $6.5 million. These other guys are only paying $2 million. So I'm guessing the judge is going to stick it to her, right? Plus, 
she only we'll find out. She only agreed to plead guilty a week before her trial. You know, hmm. so I don't know. I mean, this whole fraud thing is, I, I don't understand why people do it because no. they all go to jail. And if you're a celebrity or something like that, they're going to even make a bigger example out of you. How could you live with yourself knowing that you're taking money from people like elderly people and people that don't know any better? You know, how can you live with yourself? Yeah, I you know what? I don't think she has any remorse. I really don't. That's, because that's pretty shitty. If she stuck with her not guilty, that means she didn't think she did anything wrong if she was saying not guilty. That means she didn't think, it, she probably didn't consider it fraud. But um, I don't know. So, and it's a federal crime. If you commit fraud, you know that there's there's no way out. So, I guess the moral of the story is, like, if the opportunity for income is primarily derived by recruiting more participants or sales source persons yes. rather than by selling a product, the plan is probably illegal, right? I mean, if you're yeah. not selling anything and you're just getting more recruits, it's it's like those um, pyramid schemes. Now, some of them are legit, but there's some of those multi-level marketing. Oh, the that MLMs? Are, but some of them are considered pyramid schemes. Not all yes, of them, but some of them. So, and courts have interpreted that putting more pressure on members to sponsor new recruits rather than to market company merchandise right. is considered evidence of an illegal pyramid. So I think that's kind of like where the difference is. Like if you're selling makeup, and, you know, you're not really right. putting pressure on them to, like, get more recruits. It might not be a pyramid. Right. It might not be a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Not that so, I agree with MLMs, but they're not all pyramids. But, right. you know, I try not to buy from MLMs. Yeah. But, personally. I mean, be wary of but, those get-rich-quick schemes. If it sounds too good to be true, it, it probably is. is. Yes. Like that freaking crypto crap. I don't even understand it. But well, to me, I wish it we would have sounds... gotten in. Well, I don't. I don't. I people wish we would have gotten in on, on the it. ground floor of that. Oh no, some people have like made millions too. Yeah, and then some I, people have lost you know money. Like I'm I heard... not smart enough to understand it. I'm trying to figure out how television waves work. Okay, so, so I'm way back there. I heard this one story, and I think it was on another true crime podcast. I can't remember which one, but they were talking about this millionaire. He's already a millionaire, but he yeah. has a bunch of crypto, and he couldn't remember his password. Oh, he lost it then. Exactly. Nope. I'm yeah. like, what the heck? Yes. Kind of, I'm yes. Gonna, I lose everything. I forget yeah. my passwords. Like, I need mult, more than 11 yes. tries. Yes. I know. Uh, I've listened to a few podcasts about things like that, but some people have, like, they have made money. Like, people that got in early, oh, my gosh. And some people have lost their... Yeah. A lot. So. Like, I would forget my password, and it would just be floating out there. But anyway, so go watch The Real Housewives of Solid City. Yeah. Let us know what you think about Jen Shaw. But anyway, so she's going to get sentenced, I think, next week, unless they push it out again. But um, anyway, thank you for listening, and thank you, guys. Um, if you want to send us an email, it's pod at gmail.com. Yep. And dropping the dime. Dropping the Dime on True Crime is our Instagram and Facebook. And Dropping the Dime on True Crime 
Oh, I said, I said dot com. Dropping the dime on truecrime.com. That is our website. <laughs> our email. I'm so sorry. I never get this right, Kelly. Dropping the dime pod at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> sorry. No, that's okay. And we'll start putting our, um, our links on our on each of the episodes. Yeah. Thank so. you guys so much. Hope you have a great new year. Thank you. Happy New Year.